Welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. This is episode number 163 of the show. Uh, we're reconnecting with my good friend, Phil Pinty, um, to kind of just chat about life and and really to kind of focus on Phil's preparations for his very first 100-mile race. This is a dude who, when I first met him, we were on the same page about never wanting to run a 100 mile race. <laughs> and I guess it just goes to show never say never again. That's a James Bond movie. Uh, just never say never because now Phil uh, has built his confidence up, I think, and he wants to give it a shot, give it a go. Um, and so in how, like almost a week from when this podcast is coming out, he is taking on the Yeti 100 which is a 100-mile ultra-endurance race on the Virginia Creeper Trail, um, which is beautiful country, by the way. Shout out to Virginia. I love that state. It is unbelievable. Like, it is so pretty. And I think I, think I said it a couple of weeks ago on the show, Virginia and North Carolina, I think, uh, don't get enough props for being some of the prettiest states out there, especially when it comes to like outdoor activity kind of stuff. Um, anyways, Phil has taken that on. And then in about uh, six weeks from now, I am flying to DC and joining Phil. He's hosting me at his house, which would be awesome. And we're taking on the Marine Corps Marathon 50K, the inaugural version which is going to be one of the biggest road 50Ks um, in the United States. So so that'll be really cool. I'm looking forward to it. That's my race I'm training for this fall. Uh, and then after that, I got nothing. I got nothing on on the on the horizon. So I'm going to try to try to start planning, start figuring that out. What adventures do I want to take on after that? Um, in this episode, Phil and I talk a lot about his training for the 100 miler his expectations going in um and and how he's like what strategies is he going to use because it is a flat 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 race um but as always if you've listened to the show anytime phil's on so if you've listened in the last year or so it's been really cool our friendship has grown uh as we've you know recorded the podcast but also as we've kind of texted each other emailed called each other throughout the year um and I think Phil is someone someone who it's really good to sit down and have a conversation with because um, he really likes to dig into the mindset and the why. Like, why are we doing certain things that we're doing? Um, one thing that gets brought up at the end, and I'll kind of give a brief description now, uh, we start talking about social media use and cell phone use and how it's a distraction. And as dads, we don't we want to set a good example for our kids because eventually someday they're going to have to learn the balance that we all have to learn right now, which is how do we use technology um, intentionally and not let technology kind of run us, you know? Um, and so we got talking to you about that, the little app on the iPhone update where it says screen time and it shows you how much time you've been, you've been using the phone every day. And how when we first saw it, how it kind of shocked us. And I'm going to be like super open right now. I first saw it and I think it said like two hours or two and a half hours. And my mind was blown. I was like, how? How in the world did I use this thing for two and a half hours today? Um, and it was it was eye-opening. It was pretty shocking. And, and so Phil and I 
created a challenge. So if you guys want to join us, um, really, we're just trying to hold each other accountable. So we're calling it the right fielder challenge, <laughs> which you'll learn why uh, if you listen towards the end of the episode. Um, but we're calling it the right fielder challenge. It basically is we're going to try to limit our cell phone use, our cell phone screen time to about an hour a day and really focus on limiting social media use uh, in that time. So um, I was actually listening this morning to a, to a podcast that I've been listening recently because I teach a leadership class to eighth graders. Uh, it's called Leading the Next Generation. Um, and they, their recent episode, it was just kind of interesting. It tied right into this. It was about social media's impact on self-esteem. And though they were really focused on young people, like adolescents, uh, teenagers, middle school students, high school students, I think it could apply to all of us. And they brought up a point, um, towards the end. And it's just talking about like, what's your gift? Cause I think everyone truly has a gift to bring to the table, um, to bring to the world. We all have our own strengths and our own gifts. Um, so it, it got me thinking like, what is your gift? And not only that, but like, how are you using it? If you're, if you have a gift, that's great. We all do, but are you actually like intentionally going out there and using it in a way that is serving others? Um, that's something to really think about because when I, and I tied it in my own brain to this whole like cell phone use, because even over the last week since Phil and I recorded this, I've taken what usually is like two hours or whatever on my cell phone, two and a half maybe, and I've gotten it down to an hour. That is saving me an hour every single day to do other things and to really maybe use my gift in a way or my gifts in a way that could help others rather than zoning out, rather than distracting myself. And obviously like you can use technology for a lot of cool stuff like listening to this podcast, for instance. <laughs> um, but like you could use it for all sorts of stuff. Like I, but, but at a time I felt like that became my excuse. Like even social media, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm using Instagram a lot because of the podcast to either promote it or to reach out to other people or to find interesting stories I want to share on the show. Um, and that was the original intent. But then it got morphed into just checking it mindlessly like we all do and distracting myself. And and so now when I pick up my phone and I do go to a social media site, it's becoming and I don't want to say obviously like I'm four days into this challenge, five days in this challenge. I'm not like fully in yet, but it's becoming the idea of like, oh, I only have an hour to spend. Like I have to actually use this with a purpose. And I think that's using technology in a smart way and being intentional rather than letting it distract you or rather than letting it um, cause you to kind of like uh, maybe feel, um, what's the word I'm looking for? This is where I run out of words. <laughs> maybe feel not jealous necessarily, but like, uh, wow, this is where I stopped. I paused it for a second and I typed in jealous synonym. <laughs> to find the word uh but it, like it could cause you to feel envious of others and that is taking away from your special gift because you you have something that is worth worthwhile so um, my idea was basically like is social media or cell phone distractions getting in the way of me serving others um so yeah i've saved an hour a day so far so in the last five days i've saved five hours in that time i've started uh reading a book i've been meaning to read for 
months at this point. I think I might've even got this book like a year ago. Um, I've engaged more with my kids because that was my big thing. Like, I don't want to be the guy at home because I'll have middle schoolers tell me where it's like, Hey, do your parents use their phone a lot? They're like, yeah, it's hard to get their attention. And at times I felt like I have been that guy to my kids and I want to hold myself at a high standard. Um, and I don't think that's acceptable for me. Um, for my own self and you, I obviously like everyone makes their own standards and their own decisions and whatnot. But like for me, I don't want to be the guy my kids remember just looking at my phone 24 seven or checking it every 20 minutes or whatever. So, um, really trying that it's awesome talking to Phil and being friends with Phil because it's cool to have a, an accountability partner because otherwise, like I've tried stuff like this in the past. I've tried the thing where like you only look at your phone for an hour every day, but you like schedule it six to seven or something like that. And that hasn't worked. Um, I've, I've spoken about it a lot on here about how we can wake up and distract ourselves from like the drop of the hat, you know, all the way through the day till we go to bed. Um, and I've talked about it and I'm aware of it and yet I've done nothing about it. So, uh, if you guys want to try to do something about it with me, uh, it's the right fielder challenge. You can, I guess, email me as I'm saying that I'm like, I'm trying to stay off my phone more. So, uh, yeah, if you guys want to jump in, uh, you could post on Facebook or whatever. I'm only going to check it once a day is my goal. Um, but yeah, that'd be awesome. I've just been posting a little, like a little screenshot of my screen time, um, and trying to keep that under an hour. And it's, it's keeping me as accountable as I can, as I can be. So, all right, super long intro there. Guys, we're going to talk about ultra running in about uh, one minute with Phil Pinty, uh, training for the Yeti 100, his very first 100. And, and boy, is it going to be an awesome episode. So uh, let's get right into it. This is the Like a Bigfoot podcast number 163, welcoming back Mr. Phil Pinty, Macho Man himself. Yeah, so I'm, I'm coming off of um, just about like two weeks ago, I finished up a race uh, up in Reading, Pennsylvania, and uh, it's put on by a group called Pretzel City Sports. And um, kind of a kind of an annual tradition um, for my myself and Rachel and a, a bunch of other folks, but um, it's put on the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. And it's called the um, labor pain 12 hour. And, um, you know, I just, I really think that, you know, 50, 50 K or 50 miler is probably like my golden, not golden distance, but like, that's ultimately what I like to run. And um, I'd say that the mileage between like mile 40 and the 50 coming into the finish is like where I'm really just kind of like trudging along and, um, you know, some would say that's like, that's ultimately what makes ultra running ultra running. But, you know, I think for myself and a bunch of others, like that's kind of the worst part of it. Like you, you really find out like what your drive is all about and like, you know, why, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this to ourselves? So, um, yeah, man, I, I think that was just a good, that was kind of like my last big run, obviously before Yeti. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good and everything like that, but I've never run a hundred miles before. So, I mean, we'll see how this thing plays out. Yeah. What, what kind of advice are you getting from people who have ran a hundred milers, including Rachel, right? Cause she ran Yeti <laughs> last year. 
she did she did run Yeti last year. Um, I I think the uh, I, I don't know if this is just because I am who I am, but the, the the biggest guidance that I've gotten personally was just don't don't go out too fast. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know this isn't this isn't the neighborhood five uh, k, and ultimately, and like I, I think I've I've in a sense um, unwittingly kind of trained the way Rachel and a few others have trained for at least for Yeti in the past. And, and what they did was kind of like a four by two. So they would run for four minutes and then they would walk for two minutes and then they'd run for four minutes and so on. And, you know, I don't, I think you're very much the same, but like, I, I don't like to rely on technology all too much. And like, I don't know, want to know what my pace is or, or what my last lap was or like anything like that. So I, I don't think I'm going to follow it to a T but um, I've really noticed like when I, 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 I practice that a little bit during labor pain and, or, or even in a sense, like it, it goes back to like what you and I've talked about or what, like what Thomas Mullins has relayed is like run what you can run and walk what you can walk. Like, don't, don't try to be that hero. Don't try and charge that hill. Like over the course of 50 K or 50 miles or a hundred miles, like believe me, like it'll all come out at the end and you know just don't overdo it just just enjoy the journey and if you're feeling good keep going at the pace you're going at if you're not feeling so hot like take a little time to regroup and and there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah how do you do with flat like because obviously i've seen you run hills and and stuff like that but like the yeti 100 is notoriously like fairly flat right super flat and um I, I don't I don't want to botch what like the overall elevation is like that that is not what I'm going to be up against obviously yeah. um, but that that's also kind of what I find a little concerning because like this isn't this in no way is a road marathon or a road ultra but like it's it's almost so flat that like that in itself can be a problem um, I've, I've trained on the uh, there's actually a CNO it's a CNO canal and um, you know, I think they even run a hundred miler on the CNO canal, but that thing is called at least, at least what we call it around here is nature's treadmill, because it's just, it, you couldn't make it any flatter if you tried, like it's, it's super, super flat. And what I've noticed with that, with my own body metrics or whatever, is just biometrics is, um, you're running in so much of the same stride and everything that like there's no there's no reprieve from that constant like pounding you know like you're in the same form for so long there's no change in elevation there's no hills there's no rocks there it's just crushed like cinder and um i i think it's honestly going to be a real mental game because it's it's almost so flat that like that's going to be the enemy just you, like I don't know. Yeah, that, I, I think it's, it, there's there's pros and cons and everything like that. But I, I kind of I like when there's elevation. I like when the trail is winding. I like when you don't know what's around the corner. Like that that keeps my mind sharp. And um, I, I think I'm gonna have to find motivation from from other places this time around. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, um, one of the hardest 50ks I've ever ran was uh, the Holiday Lake 50k in Virginia. And it's because of that. It was so flat. And I, I was just thinking like the last five miles, I'm, I'm thinking back to it. And 
I was like, man, I wish I could walk, you know, like all I wanted to do was walk, but there was, you know how in an ultra, every time you go uphill, you're like, oh good, here's my excuse to walk for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) There was none of that. There was like one tiny, like 20 foot hill. I remember where I was like, oh, this is a hill I can walk. And then the rest of it was completely flat and it it just made it really hard, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so yeah, just the Yeti. I mean, I think that's probably why Rachel or our friend Jay Lund, who uh, I talked to mm-hmm. on the podcast, who did Yeti, like they use that they same actually, strategy. They actually ran into each other like at that race. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. So they were yeah. both using that strategy of like run for four minutes, walk for two. And I think they were like, it was basically because there's not like a really obvious place where you're going to change your stride, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... That might, yeah, that might be uh, beneficial to you. Like, how do you feel like your body's held up? Because that's kind of another piece of advice I've gotten from people where they're like, the, the number one thing is you should show up to the start line healthy. Like, that's half the battle. Is that, is, is that all it is, Chris? Yeah, it's half the battle, dude. The other battle is, uh, <laughs> you know, running 100 miles. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. I, I think, I mean... So having done the labor pain and now Yeti, like I've just kind of been, I mean, my, um, my tapering has just been kind of like not really not trying to like, I mean, obviously that's what tapering is all about, but I'm like just not really doing much of anything because, uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I mean, I think, I think my distance and everything is, is where it needs to be at. And it's like, you know, me running, me going out today to run 15 miles at this point, I mean, is that that's really going to have no effect on, yeah. on my performance. So it's just mostly like, you know, resting up, um, get, you know, get my nutrition on point, starting to get my gear and everything I'm going to take with me and everything like that. So yeah. do you, do you have yeah. a crew or do you get a crew on this hundred miler or what? Uh, so Rachel is going to be coming down with me for the weekend. Um, this race starts, I have like the way, you know, I obviously have the details, but I'm looking at it right now. Um, it starts 7 a.m. on Friday morning and then it goes through 1 p.m. on Saturday. So we're going to, we'll get the kids up and off to school and everything like that on Thursday. It's from here, Damascus, Virginia, probably safely is like a six mile, six mile drive. And, um, wait, six miles? Oh, I'm sorry, six, six, no, no. So yeah, it's six miles. <laughs> There's a Damascus. There's a Damascus, Maryland, and um, okay. we went down for the the damn Yeti um, 50K like two years ago, and everybody, like a few people that we were going down with thought that we were going to Damascus, Maryland. <laughs> it was actually Damascus, Virginia. So I'm like, oh, that's like right in our backyard, and they're like, no, we're going to Virginia. That's, that's hilarious. Your thing, so. That happened. My buddy, no, then, um, my buddy flew into <laughs> D.C., and he was supposed to go to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and he mm-hmm. put it in his GPS and clicked Harrisonburg, Virginia. And oh boy! Yeah, so he he drove yeah. all the way to Harrisonburg and was like, "I'm in the wrong town." Yeah. Any anytime somebody does something like that, like there was a movie, I'm I'm totally calling myself out, but like it was it was during the the '90s or early I, mean, I think it was the, the, the mid 2000s or something. But the movie Road Trip with like Tom Green and uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they're like going on the road trip, and uh, somebody I think they ultimately want to go to like Austin. Austin, Texas or something. And, and Tom Green says something effective like, Oh, Austin, Austin, Massachusetts, gorgeous. And they're anyway, so he confused uh, Austin with Boston. Yeah. Um, 
no, so we went down to the damn Yeti and um that was 2017, 2018, and we, we just had such an awesome time. So the the Yeti one hundred is practically run on the exact same course as the the damn Yeti. Okay. And um we, we met like the race director Jason Green and um the Yeti Trail Runners. They've got like a group on Facebook and on Instagram and everything like that. But we, we just had such a blast and like these races are so much more than just the ultra running and like the crew and the the aid stations they have set up are are amazing so like we're just really looking forward to going down there getting away for the weekend and you know ultimately the excuse is the yeti 100 but it's just a weekend of like they do a whole like pre-race like dinner and meeting and all this stuff and everything so i'm just i'm I'm excited just to like immerse myself in that ultra running mystique and everything for the weekend yeah so, yeah those guys I, yeah. i've never done one of their their races but you know obviously mm-hmm. i've listened to the east coast trail and ultra podcast and yeah sean blanton's races uh in the southeast there are just absolutely like they just seem like they they want everyone to have a good time like they sincerely mm-hmm. do and they also yeah. want to expose people to like just how absolutely beautiful Virginia, Georgia, North Carolina, like how beautiful that area of the country is. I mean, these guys, Jason and and Sean, like they're, they're ultra runners themselves. And like, you know, Jason green has been posting pictures of like all these summits he's been running up recently and everything like that. And I think it, I don't even think like, I, I know like they're just such passionate ultra runners and such passionate people that like, they're just, they're putting on a race the way that they, they'd want the race to be put on. Like, it's like, they're not like Jason Kreese, uh, all the time. He, he's touting how like, there's no big name, you know, they're not bought out by X, Y, or Z brand. And like, they're not putting it on for like these sponsors or these investors, like, like Jason green and, and Sean Bland, like they just put on these races, like out of the goodness of their heart. And, you know, I, I'm not just saying this because like desert rats will always remain like one of my favorite races of all time, but like if you have not done like a Yeti race yet, or you've not done any one of run bombs runs, like you're missing out because like that, that to me is like what ultra running is all about. So, yeah, yeah, man. It's, yeah. it's kind of like the local, like not local because Yeti 100 is like a huge event now, but it, it's mm. still kind of from everything I've read and heard about it. Like it still keeps that kind of like, local trail running community because like even at the end of the day man like trail running is not a gigantic sport still you know like it's obviously grown a bunch uh over the last few years and and whatnot or probably over the last decade i'd say it's probably just completely changed how it was before yeah Yeah. but it's still not mainstream by any means you know Mm -hmm. well this this area damascus virginia as well as abington um it's like you, you step into these towns and it's like, you're like stepping back in time and, you know, whether it's like the pre-race meeting at like this, like brewery or something like that, or like the, the local folks, like they come out in the trail and, um, Damascus, Damascus is known for like riding, like people like rent like mountain bikes and stuff. And like, they, they bike the trail and everything like that. But like, it's just, it's such a quaint, you know, I know you guys out West have it so cushy and you got, you know, Denver and, 
Aspen and yeah, you know, all, I'm just I'm I'm joking. Dude. No, but we're like, totally you, you Christian, to dude. We got we got we got <laughs> gondolas taking us up places. We don't even call them ski lifts, yeah. dude. We call them gondolas. because yeah. we're fancy. <laughs> That's fancy. <laughs> but dude, no, it's, it's just like you you yeah. go to this place and like there's like people at the local like breakfast joint, like just like eating on the streets and like. You know, they, they know when the runners come to town and like all the businesses. I've only been there one time, dude, and I'm like so stoked to go back. Yeah. Like, I'm getting like goosebumps right now because well, it's like, yeah, they just welcome everyone back with like open arms. And, you know, they know we're all a bunch of rowdy, crazy people and everything, but they totally dig it and they totally appreciate like the not like the attention, but like just the the, the highlight of like their little pocket of like Virginia, you know, because yeah. other than that, it's probably like a small little like hunting or camping like little area but for that little brief moment it's like you know it, it's it's just it's awesome man. It's that's awesome cool to be there, well so. you also the yeah. biggest the biggest thing i know damascus for and we even though we lived out there we had never actually made it to damascus which was a bummer because it was one of the cities i wanted to go to um mm-hmm. but it's known for the appalachian trail days uh festival yeah. for all the through yeah. hikers through that and notice i said appalachian because I remember I interviewed this dude who who hiked it, and I kept saying Appalachian, and his nickname was the Black Alachian, and I was like Black Alation, and then I felt like a jackass. <laughs> just just saying. So ever since then, I'm like, yeah. oh God, I gotta say it like how you're actually supposed to say it, you know? What do you know? What time of the year that like that event goes on? Yeah, or? that's like uh, so people start hiking the AT in March, usually if they're starting from the South. Um, and so that event, they try to time it up where most of the through hikers are coming through that area at least. Um, so it's like May, like middle of May, I think. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. But yeah, man, yeah. I, it's such, it's, it's definitely a small town feel and, uh, there's a lot of cool, like little Virginia towns like that little Appalachian towns, you know? Appalachian, you'd say. Yeah. What What do you What would you yeah, say you, in, you in see, Maryland or in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and stuff? Like, how do you say that? No, you're you're a hundred. No, you're a hundred percent correct. I mean, I I was mispronouncing it for like the longest time. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool, so maybe man. It's not a word. Yeah. So, do you get like what is your crew like? I don't know, because Rachel's gonna be your crew, but d- does this event allow pacers or what? Like, you know, I'm just I you read about the hundred milers and people, you know, sometimes it's cool to read their crew accounts and their pacers and things like that. But like, does, does this one allow that or what? I I haven't read any of the material. We're just kind of, we're kind of winging, winging this thing. Nice. That's how you should go into a hundred miler, <laughs> you know? No, no, no. I'm, I'm joking. I, I think they're, I don't know. Rachel, Rachel handles all, all the, all the good stuff. I, I think there's, I think there's like rules in regards to like you need to get to a certain distance before they allow pacers and okay. um, actually like the, the group that I run with, like it, it's not just going to be us. Um, I, I think I brought them up before and when we did the damn Yeti, um, but there's, there's a local running club called the Frederick Steeplechasers. And um, there's, there's a few folks like, like somebody started up like a Facebook, like group message and there, there's a handful of folks that are going to be doing it. And then like all the people that are crewing, so like this, this run is very, um, it's like an out and back, out and back that kind of like doubles down on itself, like multiple times. So, um, 
there'll be multiple times that you'll hit like the same aid station or, you know, you can have a drop, drop bag here. And like, if you don't get it on your way, you know, if you don't change your shoes, let's say on the way out, then you'll, you'll definitely be hitting it on the way back. So, um, I mean, I ultimately, I've never run a hundred mile before, did the desert rats thing. I'm not, I'm not a big one on, you know, cha- taking the time to like change the socks and change the shoes and like make a, a wardrobe change or anything like that. Yeah. Um, there's not, there's like trussles, like there's like bridges that we cross that I think we cross like something crazy. Like I'm reading the website right now. Like there's 148 trestles that will cross like, but you're at no time you're like forging creeks or anything like that. So, uh, when it comes to like the socks or the shoes or everything, I'm, I'm really, I mean, obviously I have an extra pair or something like just in case. Yeah. But any of that fat that I can cut off, they, they do, I don't, I don't want to go in with too high hopes, but they do like a sub. So everyone completing the hundred before the 30 hour cutoff, uh, gets a buckle. But then Jason also has a special sub 24 hour buckle. Nice. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing it out there. Do you, are you going in with any (laughs) goals or expectations? Cause you know, we've talked in the past about the, I don't know how maybe sometimes going in without expectations might, might be beneficial. I see it from both. I see it from both sides, but I mean, like if you go in with the intention that you're getting a 24 hour buckle, then you're going to get the 24 hour buckle. But I, I don't want to, I mean, I'm saying that kind of jokingly because I, I think you should have a positive mindset, but I, I completely agree with like, I don't know how I'm going to be feeling that day. I've never run a hundred miles before. So like, just, just take it one step at a time, you know, like, you know, Finish, finishing this thing, starting this thing to me will be a success yeah. because before I started ultra running or before I started doing anything in my life, like you don't know where like the journey is going to take you or what I look at this as just like an opportunity. And I, I would have never imagined just the opportunity to even start this thing. So like to me, in a sense, I'm, I'm, I'm already happy. Like I'm already in a, in a good mindset where like, man, you're going to be doing this journey. And like, this is something you know, it, 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 it draws parallels to like life that like there could be jobs or there could be activities or something that like you, you don't even know are out there. And like, unless you're willing to take the necessary steps or unless you're willing to like prepare yourself accordingly, then you won't even have a chance. Like if I never started running halves or running marathons or running 50 Ks, like somebody may have made the jump from never running anything to running a hundred miles. But yeah. if you do if you do it like step by step by step, then it's like, you know, isn't this just a natural course of action? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, man. Yeah, That's cool. That's cool. So it's just, it's kind of funny because thinking about your next month and a half is you're going to go from the Yeti 100, which how many people get in that? Cause I know it sells out almost instantly. It's hanging it right at like, a, it's hanging at like 300 right now. 300 okay. entrance. So, I mean that's that's the that seems like a big race for a hundred miler, but I guess I don't know. I've never like went into the numbers of like how many people do Western states, how many people do you know Leadville? Well, Leadville's yeah. huge, but that's a bad yeah. Bad example. I, I, I know for a fact. I mean, this one specifically, it, it, if you're not, I think Jason opened up the thing at like midnight or like two in the morning or like something ridiculous, and like it was sold out within like hours, like. <laughs> So, I mean, there, there's definitely a ton of people that are looking to like get into this thing. I, I don't, again, I, I don't, 
I think 300 is like pretty high for a hundred. Yeah. A hundred miler. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like no other events. It's not like partnered with a 50 K or anything like that. So, I mean, I think 300 is a pretty, pretty decent size. Yeah. Well, so you're going from that to the Marine Corps 50 K where there's going to be 1700 people running the ultra while 30,000 people are running the marathon. Like (laughs) that's going to be crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's going to be completely. And like, that's the thing. I mean, having run the the Marine Corps before, I just, I don't, it's going to be the same, but different. It's kind of hard to explain. Like, I I know. And and, like, you're coming in fresh, man. Like you, you've Uh, never run the Marine Corps before. I've never never ran a road marathon, man. (laughs) Road marathon. You're you're cranking them out on your own. You cranked out a marathon last weekend by yourself and you, you've never run a marathon marathon. Yeah. It's going to be weird, man. I'm, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I think, um, yeah. yeah, no, it's going to, it's going to be great, man. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm so glad that you're going to, you're able to come out and, and spend the weekend with us and everything. And it'll be a great time. It's going to be awesome. So uh, yeah, just my, my plans are I'm running the 50 K and then unfor- unfortunately I can't take a Monday off. So that's on Sunday. I'm running the 50k, and then Sunday night I'm getting on an airplane and flying home. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to walk. You know? <laughs> yeah. You better get yourself to work on Monday, my friend. Um, that's the plan, dude. Science movie Monday. <laughs> Science movie Monday. That's right. Come on. <laughs> Which apologies? That's that's not gonna happen. I'll totally do an actual lesson. Well, you just threw it out to all the students that you're, you're having a movie, dude. I know. Well, I hope none of the... Well, I'm not sure if any of the students even know I do this podcast. So, you know. They know. They know. They know. They're like, <laughs> oh, you promised. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, man. So I got to ask this just as a fan of Phil Pinty. Um, uh-huh. Yeti 100, Marine Corps Marathon 50K. Which one are you going full macho on? Huh. Or are all, you, I think all are you going full macho? I, I think all of the above. Oh, nice, man! Really? You already <laughs> yeah. got that planned out? Uh yeah, yeah. I I have that planned out before I register for races, actually. <laughs> well, I just know because I know at Desert Rats, like you went like sixty percent macho. Yeah. So I've never raced with yeah, you Desert full Rats, macho. I'm kind of excited. That is, that is true. That uh, you've never you've never really witnessed. No, I think I think Desert Rats is like just kind of like a vacation from it all. You know, like I yeah. just, um, you know, I, I want I want to share that time with. I mean, it's it's all of our weeks, and like I just I want it to be about you know getting to meet everybody and everything like that. So yeah. But I was yeah, I man. I didn't know with like Yeti 100 having never done a 100 mile race if you're like this is you know I'm gonna go like full full macho man on it. Um, I mean it's it's ultimately like a personal decision, but like the Yeti the Yeti trail runners and like the way Jason like I'm not, I'm not saying like. I'm not saying it's like expected or something like that, but I feel like <laughs> yeah. if there's any time like, like, like not that Macho's been waiting his whole, <laughs> his whole career, his whole life, like for this event. But I feel like if there, if there would be a time to do it, like that would be the time to do it. That's like true. If, if I just strolled, if I just strolled up to the Yeti 100, just as like, 
regular old Phil. I, I don't, you know, I, I feel like I'd be letting myself down in a sense. Like, if there was, I mean, if I'm going to be doing this for like just a local run, like, dude, you're running a hundred miles. You better have some things to tap into to like get yourself across the line. Well, that's so. true, man. I, I've actually talked to a couple people about the power of, even for me, like if I put on a bandana before I'm going to go trail run, mm. I just feel more powerful. I don't know why that is. It's kind of silly, but it is like I'm putting on my superhero costume right now. Like we're going to go get this done. Yeah. And I mean, we, we all had, we, we played high school football and everything like that. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't know about you guys, like that lucky like undershirt that I would wear under my football pads and everything. And by like the end of the season, it was just like disgusting and had to be burned. But um, it's it's rich, it's rituals, it's it's traditions, and like um, gets you in the zone. When I'm when I'm running, yeah, it gets me in the zone, and it's like you know today I'm showing up to get this thing done. So yeah, yeah man. Yeah. One, it's cool too because October, yeah. You know what I like is uh, when you go out for your training runs, you're just in regular, regular old clothes. But and just like co- to compare it to high school football, you're you're in your practice jersey and your smelly. It's you know the smelly weird mesh thing that's like itchy and uncomfortable. And then mm-hmm. you get to game day and you now you get to put on the nice jersey and now you're like ooh now it's time to go now it's time to go for real you know and it's kind of like that same thing like you're going out for your training runs dressed as Phil. And then all of a sudden it's game day. It's time to go. And you're like, Oh, time to, time to get ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, hundred percent agree, man. Dude. Can I admit something that I actually was thinking of the other day? I was thinking oh, back of like, <laughs> I was thinking back of my high school football career, which I loved and was so important in my life and like my journey as a athlete and a human and stuff like that. But I was like, dude, did you wear boxer briefs while you played football? And the answer to that question is I sure did. Are you, are you asking or are you telling? No, I, so I was thinking, I'm like, now I wear those like, I mean, this is way too much information. Let me just say, I wore boxers, like straight up boxers, not even boxer briefs. I'm sorry. I wore like the baggy, like shorts under your pants kind of thing while I was playing high school football. And I think back now, I'm like, like, that's so uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Why wouldn't you wear like boxer briefs or something? I don't know. But I'm like, I could have totally upped my game by just wearing better undergarments. Yeah. Yeah, man. (laughs) Where, where, where did that come from, Chris? Well, I was like, no one told me that. There were so many things when I was in high school playing high school football. I'm like, if someone would have just pulled me aside and they're like, hey, why don't you wear like not just baggy boxers under your football pants? And why don't you eat a uh, drink a protein shake every like after every game to like recover your muscles and and mm-hmm. you know like halfway through the game why don't you focus on hydration i'm like if someone would have told me like these tiny things like i would have been a better player you know dress dress for the job that you want chris ward i guess man i just i was just shocked i'm like you could go in you could just teach these like tiny little little changes people could make and now your team is going to be way better because of it but just a weird thought well, I had it goes back to 
No, no, no. It goes back to like what we discussed before, and I think it's like all like trial by fire. Like you don't, you don't know. You look back now and like you laugh, but like I mean, there was obviously a reason why. I mean, maybe you felt more comfortable wearing boxers, but like you know, <laughs> we, as we run and as we go through life and as we do these things, like you, you don't know, or maybe something works for a certain period of time and then it it doesn't work anymore, and then you move on. You try, you try something else. You know, yeah. I, I think I've made various evolutions in regards to my undergarments but not none that i'd like to delve into at this moment so <laughs> hey i noticed during labor pains you were wearing those shorts again though the american flag ones i was they uh, man i i went the whole time with those things and like you know and then people were asking me like what brand they were what's the thing like eek uh ink yeah Ink burn or ink and burn or whatever, something like that. I don't know. They were like Walmart specials, dude. Those were like on the those were on like the clearance after Fourth of July. That's hilarious. Walmart specials. That's great, yeah. man. That's so funny. Well, dude, you mentioned yeah. one of our buddies. Um, you you mentioned one of our buddies running the Tahoe two hundred. So I have an idea, and mm-hmm. I don't. It might not work. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't work, we'll just edit it out. Do you want to try to give him okay. a call? See if he answers. Dude, that would be unbelievable. Dude, like, I mean, win or lose, I, I think you don't even edit this out. But like, if, okay. if we were able to get Thomas Mullins right now, it well, would be unbelievable. I mean, and and second of all, it's Thomas Mullins, so he's the greatest person ever. Let me try to call him. I don't know. I I mean, he's in the middle of the Tahoe forest. Like, he might not answer. Yeah. So there's there's like a thousand percent chance there's no, not even service where he's at right now. Yeah, but. and then it, it'll come up on our. On our, did he answer? Thomas? Thank you. Here, Phil, Phil, leave him a message, like a good luck message. Hi, Thomas Mullins. Um, it's, it's your good friends, Phil Pinty and Chris Ward. And you currently are running the 200, the Tahoe 200. And uh, we're, we're currently speaking on a podcast and, we just wanted to tell you how much you motivate us and how awesome you are. And we know that you're kicking butt right now. And, uh, whenever you hear this, I hope you get a good warm smile and you think of us. If you are satisfied with your message, press one to listen to your Are you message. satisfied? Press two. To I don't know how to press one on a podcast. Hold on. To continue recording where you left off. Press uh, four. I don't even know how to do this, man. Can you get the keypad back and press one? Are you still there? If you are satisfied with Did your I... message, Press one. No, that's all right. That's fine. But yeah, man, that would have been cool. That would have been. <laughs> he's currently. Let's see. He's currently. Um, I have his little blue dot. He's 129 miles into the Tahoe 200. Um, oh my god! It's dude. Did you look at the map of it? It's so crazy because it's literally I, 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 a big loop around Lake Tahoe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I gave it like a precursory look, but I didn't look at it like too in depth or anything. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, I don't know. It just looks cool. Like if someone, you know, obviously like Candace Burt and Destination Trails like came up with this, but it's just such a genius idea because you're like, hey, do you want to run 200 miles and you're going to just do this giant loop? Like you'll only repeat this tiny section, it looks like, uh, at the end mm-hmm. and the beginning. So, um, yeah. So cool, man. But yeah, I'm sure he's kicking butt, yeah. dude. I out of everybody I've met in ultra running, um, I've learned the most from Thomas Mullins. Like running with him uh over a couple days, um, and then talking with him 
periodically about the sport. Like he's, I don't know. He just, he just understands a lot about it and communicates like what he understands really well. Yeah. And he's so, he's so absolutely like humble about it. Cause like he wasn't even able, like it, it's, it's not like any, at least I, I mean, I, I wasn't like doing research or like, pulling up people's like ultra signups or anything like this. But like when he's giving you like guidance and stuff, it's not like, Oh, well this is how I do it. So this is how you should do it. It's, it, it's very like, just, I don't know. He, he has a, a wonderful way of like communicating like things with people. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just, I learned so much about pace and what to eat and all that stuff from him. So mm-hmm. super cool. Yeah. And he runs yeah. in a cowboy hat, which is just, yeah, the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Like a real cowboy hat. Like a legit, well, he did tell me it was like a $20 cowboy hat from a gas station. So I don't know. It still works, man. That's that's real though, right? Like that counts. It's yeah. from Texas. So, yeah. you know. The man makes the hat. The hat doesn't make the man. And dude, that's why I can't pull off a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were in Moab, I was trying yeah. it on and I'm like, I don't think I could do this. Yeah. But you pulled one off. You looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I guess, sort of. I, I threw out the idea to Lindsay. I'm like, do I show up to the Marine Corps Marathon 50K um, like dressed as the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels? Mm. Mm. But I don't know if that would work. I Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know if there's like a an analogous wrestler to myself. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a question only Chris Ward can answer. What if I showed up as Andre the Giant? Oh man, I don't know. I, I think that would be a, a tall a tall order for you. Literally, literally and figuratively. <laughs> nice man, nice. Well, dude, I'm yeah. looking. I'm looking forward to that race. It's going to be super cool. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a whirlwind for sure. But, and, and honestly, like, just like you were for desert rats, like I'm just looking forward to going out, hanging out with you and Rachel, meeting your family, things like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. We're, we're so excited to have you. Like, I'm, I don't want to, you know, you, you have these things that you have on the calendar and it's like, you don't, I, I tell my kids, like they're, they're so excited for Christmas. So they're so excited for their birthday. And it's like, it's, it's that time in between, you know, that's, that's like the real special part because like when, when the event happens and then it's over, it's over. Like you don't, it's about that preparation and, and anxiously looking forward to, I mean, because like I said, I don't, I don't want to say I'm, I'm looking more forward to this than that or anything between, but I I just, I'm, I'm I'm excited for, for all the things that are coming down the pike. Yeah. Yeah, man. Can we talk really quick about like, satisfaction like what kind of satisfaction do you get from like okay so you'll finish yeti 100 right and will will i no i'm saying it that's why i said you will i didn't say if you will (laughs) right or if you do but so yeah you'll finish yeti 100 and and like i don't know how do you think it's gonna feel like do you it's just it's it's interesting because it's like will you be satisfied or are you just like satisfied in the moment with that part of the journey? Yeah. Hmm. I don't, I don't want to deflect your question, but like I, anybody that I look up to 
or I think is a role model or I, I draw like inspiration from like, that's exactly like what I think about like them. I'm like, when I, it could be any runner or it could be any mentor, like in my life, like, don't we all, don't we all get to a point where we say like, is this enough or, or where, where do I go from here? Like what, like, and it go, it goes back to like our whys and like, I'm not, I'm not saying running Yeti 100 for myself is like the end of the road because like, then I've got other races to like look forward to. But for, for me personally, and I, I mean, I said this earlier on, it's just, I never, like, this is something that I never, ever thought was even possible. Like, and before, before I heard about ultra running and stuff, when I was just running like half marathons and everything, like, honestly, ultra running was a foreign concept to me. Like, I mean, I knew there were magazines out there and I knew they sold like trail shoes and stuff. And I was just like, Oh cool. That's for people that like to run trails. And then, and then I discovered ultra running and everything, but I don't know, man. I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to like say like I'm an emotional guy and, and I'll laugh on the trail. I might shed some tears on the trail. That's why I wear the sunglasses, but, um, (laughs) I've, I've never run for like 20. I mean, I remember when Rachel did this thing last year and I was at home and I was with the kid, like spending the day with the kids and I did cleaning and I, we ran errands and like, I was just doing all this stuff around the house and I kept looking at the clock and I kept thinking about Rachel and I'm like, and she's still running right now. And like, and like our buddy Thomas, that's how I've been thinking about him. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, man. He's like still, he's still like, you went to work and you went to sleep and you had breakfast with your family and like, well, you know what? Thomas is like still moving. Yeah. Well, cause he started Friday yeah. morning and we're recording this on Sunday and <laughs> I'm like, that's just, it's, it's really inspiring actually. Cause I woke up this morning and I didn't want to go on my run and I just had like a, a short seven mile run planned. And then mm-hmm. I, was, I thought of Thomas. I'm like, dude, he's still out there. He's still going like, yeah, I, there's no excuse for me not to go out and run for an hour, you know? Yeah. I went out, I went out really early Saturday morning for like, I don't, I don't go out too often when it's like dark or at night or anything. And I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, timid and I'm not, I'm not ashamed or it, it's not even an ashamed thing, but at some point during this weekend, I felt exactly the same way. And I was like, I just wanted to get out there and be running like while Thomas was running. And like, <laughs> I, I know that my energy put out there, like, who knows, man? Like, I, I don't know if, whether you believe in like the butterfly effect or anything, but I, I just wanted to be out there, like breathing air and, and putting in the work, like while he was doing it. Cause he, it just like inspired me to like get out there and just do it. Like there's yeah. no reason not to, you know? So, yeah, man. Well, and then to think yeah. like, I, I, you know, I've done a few episodes about the 200 milers cause just to think about it is like, look at like, what are the ups and downs people go through on these races? Like it has to be, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows throughout it. And, and then just the variables that come into play, like the weather, if you're running into, you know, like wildlife or anything like that. I just, I love, I just love that people are brave enough to go out and like, give it a shot. Yeah. So the more, the more I do these things, like I, 
I don't want to say that anybody who's physically able to run like a half a marathon can, can do crazy, amazing things. But, um, it, it's more, the, the more I do it, the more I know that like, it's, it's more of a mental thing than anything else. And it, you know, because for these people running 200s, they're, they're running for not hours. They're, they're running for days. And there, there's just something to be said about the mental like wherewithal. And, you know, it's not, like honestly, and and even even somebody who like taps out, or even somebody who rests for six hours, and they only wanted to be down for two, like you can you can get up and be like, oh shit, man! Like you can look at your crew and be like, man, you guys let me like sleep, or like you were supposed to get me up at midnight, and it's two now. Like at that one moment, you can either choose to like let that defeat you, or you can get up and get your stuff together and like keep going because like we've we've all been there in ultras where like, you're not, you're not thinking clearly and you gave your crew or you gave people that you're with like specific rules. Like you, you know, I'm not trying to be funny, but like maybe you have like a safety word or maybe you, you know, like a boxer with like his, his fighter or his coach. Like it's a delicate balance, man. It's a delicate balance of like, you want to go out and, and be the best you that you can do and give it your best. But like sometimes even in defeat or even in not achieving like what you set out to do, like you got to look at that as a, as a success. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think that's where you get kind of hung up in the, in the weeds though of like, I guess when I mentioned like satisfaction, right? Like, of course this satisfies us. Like, why would you, why would we be doing it? You know, like in the moment when you get the, four or five or up to 24 like thomas a couple days you get that time to yourself like that is the satisfaction right but i think um when people get stuck on like validation like does this validate me like being able to run however much like am i going to get a sense of validation out of it or and and if not, is that going to be now like the like boomerang or rubber band or whatever, where it's going to like backfire? And now I feel like worse about myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's a, a a weird line to walk with ultra running because you want to see how hard you can push yourself and how fast you can go. Um, and how much you're able to accomplish, but at the same time, like you can't buy into it and make it like connect it to your emotions where it's like, if I don't get this, I'm going to be upset now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like for, for any one of us, there, there's multiple times throughout the process that you, you can choose to get off the ride, you know, like, you know, we may get talked into doing something with our friends or we may see something and say, Oh, well that looks interesting. And then you, you go to the web page or you go on ultra sign up and you sign up for it. I mean, that's, that's the first step. And then you either choose to yourself, you, you choose like, what well, am I going to put in the time and effort? You know, this thing is six months out and am I going to set aside time to do this thing? Am I going to choose to get up in the morning when my family and everyone are still sleeping? Am I going to, you know, choose to eat better or, get the rest that I need. And I mean, there's, there's choices all along the way. I mean, you could even reach out to the race director and say, Hey man, can I defer to the next race? Like it's a series of saying yes to 
to what you've decided to put yourself into. And like, I've never, life is going to put us into situations that we may not want to be in. But like, if I have a choice in the matter, like if, if there's anything that I do where I say to myself, you know what, I'm signing up for this, like it's on you to get yourself. And you know what, even if you fail, man, like even if, um, we had ideal conditions this year for desert rats and we went into it with the experience and knowledge that we gained from the previous year. But at the end of the day, we decided to sign up again. We decided to get on the plane. We decided to, to show up there. And like you, you just have to like do it with intention. And there's no harm in like not doing something or not finishing something. It's just like, as long as you're okay with that, for you, for no one else, for no hashtags, for no, yeah. well, I wasn't wearing the right shoes or I wasn't drinking the right drink or any of that stuff. Like that stuff doesn't matter. So that stuff doesn't, whether you win or lose, like those hashtags are always going to be there, but are you going to be able to like be comfortable, you know, with how you fared? I mean, like, are you, every October is like a very special time for me. Cause I, I've run the Marine Corps the last couple of years and I, I always bring up the Hershey half and, and there's a special place in my heart for that race. And like this year will be the 10th year of that. And out of any other race races throughout the year, like I hope to do Hershey and I hope to do the Marine Corps for as long as my legs will, will carry me. And yeah. to me, to me, all these other runs, like it sounds silly, but like those October, those two dances are like the only ones I, I want. Like, and I'll never finish. I'll never place there. But like, you know, people work their entire lives and somehow put in 35, 40 years of like just going to work every day. And to me, as long as there's a Hershey half marathon and there's the Marine Corps marathon, 50 K I like, those are the only ones I care about. And to, to anyone, like anyone out there, like it doesn't have to be a specific race or a specific thing. It could be, crocheting it could be finger like water painting it could be being the best mom or dad that you could be like don't let anything or anyone tell you that you can't do it because like ultimately it's up to you whether you do it or you don't do it yeah well and then you you spoke a little bit about like being present in the moment and Mm -hmm. i think that is what ultimately it's funny like i'm just kind of like if I'm present in the moment and I'm making the best decision I can make at that specific time and I'm doing that repeatedly throughout the process, like if I ultimately fail at something, I don't really have a problem with it because I'm like, what else could I have done? You know, like I did Yeah. what, like there's, there's a whole bunch of factors that are like completely outside of our control um, in anything, not just racing, but like in anything. Right. But in that moment, mm-hmm. if I'm okay with my decisions and I do that every single moment, like I'm totally okay with the outcome, whatever the outcome may be. Now, the problem is though, yeah. like in real life, not just, uh, not racing necessarily, but in real life, there's so many distractions that can like take us out of that moment. You know what I mean? Like every time yeah. I check my phone, I'm, leaving the moment I'm actually in. Yeah. You, you and I were speaking before the cast about like, whether it's like making like a physical move, right? Like, like selling a house or moving across the country and like starting somewhere brand new. And any, any of the successful people in the world, anyone who's experienced life, like 
you're going to have to make moves or you're going to have to change jobs or you're going to have to like improvise, adapt and overcome. And the, the biggest hangups people have with like jobs or with relationships or like with their kids is where there's like, there's kind of almost in a sense like unfinished business, you know, yeah. like if, if somebody has like a hang up about like a relationship or something, it's, it's most likely because there's things they could have, should have, would have like done differently, you know? Yeah. And as long as like, as long as you're okay with the direction things are going and like, that could even be like ending something that could even be like ending a relationship or, end, or like leaving a job or saying, you know what, I've always wanted to live out West or something and like just doing that. And if, if that's something you're set on doing, then you're ultimately going to make it happen. Like, and I don't, I mean, our, our golden term, like I don't want to be all hippy dippy, but like, <laughs> if you look at anything that somebody has set their sights on, like anyone who's accomplished anything, people go into the moon or going to college or joining the military or whatever, like, you know, maybe we're not all cracked up to be like, I don't know, singers or something, but like, if it's just something you're intent on doing, you're going to find a way to do it. Yeah. You can't stop. Like, it's like, we need to be like more like water and just nothing can stop like flowing water. Like you can try and put it into a container or you can try to dam it. But if you're just like fluid, like water and you just, whatever happens throughout your day, realize like this is just happening in this one moment. I, I can't allow this to affect all the, the other awesome moment. things I have going right now. Yeah. yeah. It's the reset button, you know, like yep. one of the guests I had on the podcast a long time ago mentioned the reset button and i've always thought about that ever since where i'm like no that mm -hmm. last moment didn't matter i need to reset it right now um, unless it mattered and then you hang on to it and you keep building toward it and you, you learn know? from like, it yeah 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 man yeah that's true i just i i was thinking about that well the whole idea about like being present is so important but i feel like there's so much right now that like gets us away from being present you know um mm -hmm. And it's difficult. It's difficult to like not be distracted, I guess. Uh, even last mm -hmm. night. So we went to the Rockies game last night, right? And we brought yep. uh, all three of my kids. It was chaos. My 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 yeah. middle child, my three-year-old, like mm -hmm. she on the train ride there, she was crazy. I'm like, the wheels have already fallen off the bus and we're not even to the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the train ride back, she kept putting her, she was sitting behind me with my wife and she kept putting her face like by the seat, like by my seat. And she looked like Jack mm -hmm. Nichol or Nicholson from The Shining, you know, where he's like, oh, here's boy. Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was crazy. Oh, um, but while we we're at the game, I was so, there was something that happened that I was like, as a sports, a person who loves sports and loves like the whole idea of like flow state, you know, like where you're like totally, you're so into the sport, like there's no distractions. You're completely present. Right. Mm -hmm. I was watching the right fielder and he's sitting in out there and granted like baseball, I get it. Like it's, it's a little slower paced game, but the dude gets out his phone and starts checking it in the middle of the game. In the middle of the game. In the middle of the game. I'm like, 
That guy has a phone in his pocket and he just checked his messages and he did it like three or four times. I was like, what is happening? Man, what, what, I don't understand how something like that can happen in like pro sport. Like, what, I mean, what's a coach? The coach isn't like, hey, man, what do you do? I mean, isn't that like an outfielder's job to be like present? And I don't know. It was crazy because, yeah, I'm like, how focused into this game can you be if you're out there checking your phone? And granted, they play like a hundred and I don't even know how many. They play a ridiculous amount of baseball games a year. So I kind of get it. Yeah, but whether <laughs> yeah, but whether you're an outfielder or whether – I mean, like, you know, just because the pitcher and the catcher and stuff are, like, more present, like, it doesn't – to me, you know, I don't want to be this, like, kind of hierarchical, like, whether it's being a parent or anything like that, but it's like, don't, don't give me that excuse because like the pitcher's getting the job done. The catcher's getting the job done. The shortstop's getting the job done. Like you need to be, it doesn't matter what position you're playing or what role you're acting in. Like do your job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man, dude, I was just shocked because I'm like, Whoa, it's like bled over even into like professional sports where you're like, you're distracted yeah. now. Um, yeah. You know, and I don't know, man, because I need to do a better job at it. I'm sure like that's that's a very like obvious thing most people could work on is just like less screen time, less distractions in that sense. Yeah. You know, but, but when it comes to something like being a parent and now you're with your kids and and now I'm checking my phone, even though my kids are running around like, I, I mean, it's an issue, you know, I, I feel mm-hmm. guilty about it and I know I'm doing myself and them a disservice, I guess, which is a bummer. Yeah. Have you ever tried like scheduling? Like for me with running, like somebody may say like, oh man, Phil, that's crazy. You know, you go out and yeah. run for like an hour or something, but like when we're running, we're, we're designated that time for like for the run. So yeah. like. I, what I, I you know, I'm, I'm still working on it, but like, I, I try to a lot that like, and, and so many people have said this, but like, you know, maybe checking your phone isn't the thing you do first thing in the morning. Like, yeah, take a deep breath, you know, say a prayer or do your, your morning routine and have breakfast and get your first cup of coffee. And then like, but like only designate like those certain times, like almost like study hall or something like that for like school. Right. And yeah. then, cause then, you know, like, because then it'll make that time that you're actually checking your phone. And I'm not, I'm speaking like to you, but I'm not, I don't want to be speaking at you because anytime I'm saying something, I'm saying it for myself, but it'll make that time much more fruitful and enter, like whatever you use your phone for, if it's for like entertainment or if it's for like checking to like see what other runners are doing or whether it's like looking at this, that, or the other thing, like anytime you allot time for that thing, it gives it like a purpose. It gives it yeah. meaning. And then, like, I, I've attempted to do that. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm still working on it. But do you want to do it with me? Do you want to make a pact with me? Where we're I'll like, make a pact with you, man. You want to make a pact yeah. with me? Okay, so what do you think? Like, what's a reasonable amount of checking your phone? Well, let me, again, not to deflect the, the direct question that you're asking me, but anytime the phone, there was one of, like, uh, it was one of the most recent, like, updates, an update from a while ago, but, like, you'd update your phone, and then if you scrolled all the way to the left-hand side, yes. you could see, like, how much time. Dude, when that first happened, like, I got, like, sick to my stomach, because, like, <laughs> and it, it shows you, like, how much is social media, how much is, like, emails yeah. and bullcrap, but it's, at the end of the day, it's, like, it's all garbage, and 
I, I feel I, I won't even say like what my time was at, but like if anybody needs a reality check or like how much time they're actually wasting, I, I'm sure out. by now this is like old news. I'm just saying it, it made me physically like ill. Yeah, dude, um, I had the same I, reaction, I, man. I, I had the same reaction. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know what like a healthy time is, but like for me, for me personally, and I'm not saying this has to be a part of the the the, the sword venti pack, but like um, I I. I'd like mine to be probably between like 30 minutes and an hour. I, yeah. I, I mean, I think, cause you think you only got 24 hours in the day. Right. And like, if you're seriously allocating at any given time throughout the day that you're checking your phone for an hour, like even that seems like a lot. That me. does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And usually it's like that hour is you're on the phone, but like other things are going on around you and you're just not paying attention to them, you know? Yeah. And like my, my commute now is, is much longer than like it used to be. So like, I like to listen to like podcasts or yeah. I'll, I'll pull up like YouTube video. I won't be watching them. I just, I pull them up and I listen to what is being said. But I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I would imagine that time a lot to, to that timer, you know, Does my, it? Phone's, my phone's going, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to like make excuses, but I'm like, I really think because there's been days like I haven't been checking in to social media that much. And then at the end of the day, I look at my time and I'm like, I, I don't think I was on my phone for like four hours today, you know, but who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I like yeah. to make, I mean, yeah, new school year, like things we're, we're busy with like other things. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I maybe we don't need to say like X amount of time, but like, let's just give each other our word that like, we'll just try to do our best with that. And like when we're like in a certain role and everything, we're just, we're doing that role. We're not I that think outfielder checking his phone. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> don't be the oh, dude. That's what we sh- it should be. I should look up who that outfielder is. Hold on. Oh boy, we'll call it. Yeah, it'll be that challenge. Right. Wait, what's it called? Right. Don't fielder. No, don't call. Don't call. Don't call him up right now. I won't. I, no, I mean, I no. I'm not gonna like call him I, out. I still feel. I still feel bad for to like Bill Murray and everything like that for trash talking city slickers too. Thanks a lot, Chris Ward. Bill Murray. <laughs> not. Uh, I'm sorry, Billy. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, dude. You should feel bad about that, actually. Um, all right, I see the guy. I see the guy, and like being a sports fan that I am, it's kind of funny because he. Let's just say he has a name. Is there an image of him online, like checking his cell phone? Oh my god! Uh Let me look. Let me just type this in. Cell phone. I typed in. Well, I don't even want to tell you what team they were playing. Just I don't want to call the guy out. Like I kind of feel bad. I'm sure it happens more often, but let's not be this guy. That's what we'll do. Yeah. We'll send a picture okay. of this guy at the end of the day and uh, this right fielder. And, and yeah, there you go. All right. Sweet, man. Well, so I guess in the past I've been like, okay, I'm only going to check it between 7 and 8 or something like that. Like I'll give mm-hmm. myself a time. But the yeah. problem is like what if I'm on dad mode during 7 to 8? You know what I mean? So I'm kind of like, yeah. I almost need to just put a time limit, but be like, you can only check it when the kids, you're not with the kids or you're, you're, yeah. you're by yourself, you know, which, you know, is, <laughs> is not a lot of time. So here's, here's another thing too. I'm not a, um, I think I've exhausted all my examples. I don't know what I could, what I could say here. You're not, a, not a, you're not a, so yeah, behavioral, <laughs> behavioral I'm not scientist. A social media specialist i'm not a so this is what i would say when you're reading a book i know you like to read a lot and i think it's human nature for people maybe it's only a philism i don't know 
But when I'm reading a book, if I'm on chapter nine, I don't put the book down until I complete the chapter, right? Is it like a normal thing or no? Do you just stop where you're done? No, like I, I mean, in a perfect world, I would finish the chapter, yeah. Yeah, so so my analogy would be is that like, if you're going on your, your phone for something, it should be for like a purpose, right? Like, like nowadays, you got an app for like uh, Capital Bank or whatever, and you got an app for this, and now like the kid's school, you got an app for this and everything, like, look at the phone more as like a tool. And like, if you're going on the phone for something specific, do that thing, complete the task. And then when the chapter is closed, put the, put the phone down, yeah. you know? And I think, I think the thing with phones where it's just like a vicious beast is like there's social media and there's emails and there's That's messaging the yeah, and there's exactly. missed calls and there's like all these things. So it's like you go into like do one thing and then three hours later you're scrolling through your IG and you're like, what am I, what am I doing? Yeah, exactly. So, I think it's like, let's add an addendum that you go in, you read the chapter and when you're done, you put it, you don't put the bookmark in the middle of the chapter, like complete. I mean, obviously if it's like feeding your kids or like, you know, sending a bill or something, you know, we, we both know you feed the child, but I'm just saying like, use it as a tool. If it's a tool, use it as a tool, do whatever you need to do. And then you're done. Yeah. Put it down. That makes sense, man. So let's make a commitment. Let's do, because I feel like you could get everything accomplished in an hour at like maximum. You could probably get it done way faster than that even. Like everything you need mm -hmm. to get accomplished, you know, because I like I'll use social media to contact people for the podcast and things like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, obviously to do a little bit of research, you know, on people or like read stories and, and kind of like things I'm into and things I'm interested in, like keep up to date. Right. But I think yeah. you can accomplish that in an hour, you know? Yeah. So there's little, there's little, um, there's little cameras all around us. Right. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by that is there's, um, there's, there's spouses, there's, there's children, there's like eyes that are on us. So like if we're worried about putting out content or if we're worried about like doing a great job or if we're worried about getting like accolades or something, let's just focus on like the little cameras that really matter and like yeah. just be oh, I like present. That, okay. All right. I love it. I love it, you know dude. I mean? Speaking I, I, of the little I cameras, I, I'm going to yeah. have to like relieve my wife soon of uh, and, and, and divide and conquer with the, with the kiddos. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I, let's call this the right fielder challenge. <laughs> okay. I like that. If anyone wants to join and, and Phil right, and I, we're going to do less than right an hour. Fielder. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, man. No, no worries. Go for it, dude. What's up? No, right fielder could be like a play on, on a play on words too. Cause it's like the dude's position was like right field. But also if you're doing the right thing, oh. then you will tend to the field of your life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. All right, sweet. Well, okay. yeah, man, let's totally do it. If, if anyone else wants to join us, uh, that's cool. I don't know what the, like, what the plan is. I'll probably just text you and be like, well, then you're using your phone. Shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, okay. So we, you have to use your phone for like certain things, but like, w let's be honest. When you look at, 
I don't know anybody who's like stared at their phone for like an hour or two. And then like at the end of that was like, Oh man, that was really like fulfilling. And like, I feel really great right now. Now I know quantum physics. Yeah. I think any one of us like will realize that the stuff that is actually happening in our lives, like takes precedence over, you know, and it's great. I mean, obviously when we do major achievements or when we do great things, like it's, it's, yeah, it's great to share it. But like, just like anything else, man, like they say, even moderation, you got to use that in moderation. So I don't think it's a bad thing that you need to like completely like shut it down and shut everything down and everything like that. But just like, just do it to a healthy amount, whatever it will shoot. We'll shoot for like less than an hour a day and we'll try our, our best. And we'll do, I'll, I'll, I'll text you or email you like at the end of the week and be like, how'd it go? How was the right fielder challenge? Dude, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shut this thing down like week one because I'm going to take a screen. I'm going to scroll my screens all the way to the left and then I'm going to screenshot it. Done. And it's going to be like, you were on social media for two minutes today. And I'm going to be like, I'm just going to like oh, shit. text you a picture of a nuclear bomb going off. Oh, dude. This thing down. Well, yeah, we should. I should text you screenshots. That would be more accountable, right? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll text you some screenshots, Chris Ward. <laughs> i'm looking forward to it man well hey dude thanks for coming on the show um we'll get back at you soon i'm sure but uh if the podcast people don't hear from you until marine corps marathon um just know phil's out there kicking butt at his hundred miler and obviously dude i want to hear about it i want to hear about the hundred miler and how it went and stuff like that so totally so yeah, man. Well, thanks for coming I'm really on, looking dude. Forward to, yeah, I'm looking forward to you coming out, and um, it, it's going to be an awesome weekend for the Marine Corps Marathon. Rock on, brother. All right, we'll talk All to right. you later. Take it easy. Bye. All right, guys, that's a wrap on this week's show. Uh, once again, huge thanks to Phil. Uh, really, really have enjoyed chatting with him and uh, and hearing about his ultra career, but really just talking about being a dude, being a dad, um, how you navigate that in the modern modern day (laughs) uh and how phil does it so so yeah um we'll get we'll we'll be back with him soon because i want to hear about the yeti i'm going out there in like six five to six weeks one of those times uh sometime in october uh for the marine corps marathon 50k um so we'll have phil back on we'll hear hear more from him and kind of kind of just reconnect with him through the podcast um the right fielder challenge that's our thing. We named it that because of the baseball guy who was checking his phone in the middle of a professional sports game. Now, to be fair, I was like, what if, you know, he has someone in his family who's sick and he's and he's, he's checking it to make sure they're okay? Like, that makes sense. You know what I mean? But for the, for the purpose of this challenge, I'm just going to imagine he was just like checking it to check it. You know what I mean? Uh, it wasn't the Rockies dude, just to tell you. So if you're like online Googling and you're like, oh, it's this guy because he's the right fielder for the Rockies. First of all, wasn't the dude playing for the Rockies. Second of all, I was talking to my wife and I was telling her about it. And she goes, that was the left fielder. You don't know baseball. You don't know how to tell directions in baseball. And I was like, oh, and then I got to thinking, I'm like, oh my God, she's totally right. <laughs> So it was really the left fielder. We're still calling it the right fielder challenge though. Cause that sounds better. Um, but yeah, I, I was very embarrassed about my lack of knowledge about America's game. Um, baseball also update from the, from last week's podcast, 
Lindsay has watched Major League now, and her one-word review was, it was good. Yeah, she liked it. So, good movie. Um, I think the movie's great because it starts off as a goofy comedy, like a goofy, like, 80s screwball comedy. And it's kind of, that's through there throughout, don't get me wrong. But by the end, like in that last game, you're 100% invested in the Cleveland Indians beating the New York Yankees. You're all in. And they all bring their like special superpowers. Like Willie Mays Hayes steals a base. Uh, Jake, whatever. Creepy Tom Berenger. He bunts it and then runs really fast, even though he like has to overcome his knees hurting. Um, the dude from 24, who was the president, uh, Pedro Serrano, he hits a home run. It's so good. Charlie Sheen comes out. He finally strikes out the dude that's been hitting home runs on him all, all throughout the movie. So it's classic dude. It's classic movie. Anyways, (laughs) that's our review of major league for the podcast. Um, yeah, join Phil and I right fielder challenge. I don't know how exactly it's just every day. You know, I'm posting a picture of uh, a screenshot of how long I've been on my phone and it's keeping me accountable. Uh, if you want to join or even just be like, hey, I'm going to look at my phone and see if I can get under an hour for the day. Um, that would rock, too. So I'm not sure exactly how we're reporting this out. All I know is I'm texting Phil it every day. He's texting me. Um, we're trying to figure it out that way. So. All right, this has been a long outro, so let's just kind of wrap it up. We'll be back at you guys next week. I have some cool ones planned. Hopefully, um, hopefully schedules allow for me to interview some pretty pretty awesome people next week and bring you some some great stories over the next over the next month or so. All right, we'll get back at you then. See ya.